Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, Series 1, Episode 13. In the show, we like to share the stories of our ancestors and bring your Irish heritage to life. Before we start, do remember that any resources or references we mention in the episode can be found in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 113. In today's show, we have two very special letters in store for you. In these letters from Ireland, we explore why sometimes it is rather difficult to track down the origin of our Irish surnames. Have you ever found it difficult to track down the origin of your own Irish surname? Perhaps it's because they've changed in spelling or pronunciation. To explore this, we're going to look a little deeper at the surnames of some famous individuals, real and imaginary. Enough said, Let's begin with our first letter entitled Pride, Prejudice and Four Irish Surnames. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered the difference between men and women? I guess that the main difference beyond the obvious range across a wide variety of subtleties. Take myself and Mike, for example. We were both exposed to the prose of Jane Austen in school through novels like Pride and Prejudice. Now, while Mike just scanned the book rapidly for cliff notes, I have joyfully revisited the book and subsequent TV productions many times more than I'd like to admit. So indulge me now as I delve back into the world of Jane Austen. Jane Austen, Pride, Prejudice and Four Irish Surnames. Jane Austen published her books to great acclaim within the England of the early 1800s. At that time, women among the landed gentry lived a very restricted life. It revolved around having the right social connections and, above all, making the correct marriage. Jane Austen managed to both expose and satirise this world with her simple plot lines and complex characters, which she brought to life by descriptive prose and sparkling, crackling dialogue. In her book, Pride and Prejudice, we are served up the main plot within the first sentence. And it goes, It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Well, isn't that wonderful? And so we are introduced to the Bennett family and a whole host of characters. This first sentence then unwinds into a book of manners, ambition, class, the pride of Mr. Darcy and the prejudice of our heroine, Miss Elizabeth Bennett. So do let me know if you, like me, are a fan of the writings of Jane Austen and the many adaptations of her work. Now let's get on to those four Irish surnames. And what's the connection between Jane Austen and Irish surnames, I hear you ask? Well, listen on and I'll try to explain. From the England of Jane Austen to Ireland. Our readers on a letter from Ireland often ask, Is my surname Irish or English? Or, Is my surname Irish or Scottish? 
To answer these questions, it helps to understand the political climate of the time. When Jane Austen was publishing her novels of English society, Ireland had recently joined and become the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland, and the penal laws against Catholics were coming to an end. Most Irish Gaelic names had assumed an anglicised version at this stage, and many of them were pegged to a similar-sounding English name. For example, O'Clerig, spelt O-apostrophe-C-L-E-R-I-G-H, O'Clerig was not only anglicised to Cleary, but also became Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. MacGowan, spelt M-A-C-G-A-B-H-A-N-N, was anglicised as both MacGowan, M-C-G-O-W-A-N, and believe it or not, Smith. Through the 1700s, there were real and tangible benefits to having an English-sounding name. Right, let's get specific and take a look at four of the surnames featured in Jane Austen's novel Pride and Prejudice. We'll begin with the author herself, Jane Austen. The surname Austen, spelt A-U-S-T-E-N or sometimes A-U-S-T-I-N, appeared in Ireland about the 14th century. It is spread widely and thinly across the island, and so it's hard to tie it down to a particular origin. Perhaps you have the surname Austin in your own family tree, and who knows, there may be a literary genius hiding there too. Now on next to the heroine of the book, who is Miss Elizabeth Bennet. Bennet is an example of a surname that arrived to Ireland in two waves. First, there are the Bennets who arrived in County Kilkenny in the early 1300s. As a result, the surname is quite prevalent in that area. That reminds me, just a few weeks weeks back, we visited Bennets Bridge near the town of Kilkenny, a lovely village on the River Nore. A branch of the Bennet family headed north and became known as the Mac Bennets around counties Down, Monaghan and Tyrone. Do you have any Bennets in your own family tree? Next up, suitor number one, the prideful Mr. Darcy. The Darcy surname is quite widespread in Ireland. In the eastern half of the country, they are the Darcys who arrive with the rest of the Normans from the 1100s. However, to the west, we find them as one of the tribes of Galway, where Darcy is often anglicised for a native Irish Gaelic name. Suitor number two, the creepy Mr. Collins. Okay, I will admit, Jane does not use the word creepy when describing this cleric. However, she does let us know that he is, and I quote, not a sensible man, and the deficiency of nature has been but little assisted by education or society. Poor Mr. Collins. I must admit, I would have preferred a stronger character tied to my husband's family name. Collins is the classic example of a name that has been borrowed from English, and reattached to an old Irish Gaelic name. It is one of the most numerous surnames in Ireland, found primarily in Cork and Limerick, and was used to translate the old Irish name O'Quillon, spelt O-apostrophe-C-O-I-L-E, A, father, that's a long sound on the A, N. And that means a young whelp of a dog. Many people have a Collins in their family tree. Perhaps you do too. So you can see from these examples that when I get asked 
Is your surname Irish or English? The answer is often, mm, it depends. We Irish aren't as pure as we might let on. We took on many ideas, names and spellings down through the years and millennia, creating a real melting pot, but somehow managing to keep a strong sense of Irish identity and heritage intact. How about you? Do you wonder if certain surnames in your family tree are Irish or English? Perhaps now you realise the answer is not always so clear-cut. As for Jane Austen, she died in 1817 at a very young age of 41. She never visited Ireland, but her family does actually have a strong link to the island. Two of her young nieces ended up near the village of Guidor in County Donegal, where their own descendants became both Irish speakers and social reformers. I wonder if they married well. Ah, well, I guess that's a story for another time. And so that brings us to the end of our first letter. I hope you enjoyed it. Now do you see how difficult it is to track down the origin of those surnames? A summer change to sound more like an English surname, and then the spelling too can be changed, all to fit in really with the goings-on at that time in history. Did any of those surnames pop up in your family tree? If so, did you get to understand some more of their origin, and why different surnames may actually be one and the same name in the end? Now let's move on to our second letter today which also links to Irish surnames, their tricky nature, and where once again, all is not as it first appears. This letter was written in response to a query from one of our readers on the letter from Ireland, and I hope you'll find it interesting, as it certainly caught our attention. So let us continue with the letter entitled From Down to the Wuthering Heights of Yorkshire. I received a very nice letter recently from Teresa Burns, and here's what she had to say. My father's side is the big mystery that goes way back the generations in our family. His last name is Prunty, which I have seen in the maps of Irish names, but not a location of the origins. I've discovered a number of clans with that last name in England, Ireland and Australia currently, and I believe they're relatives of some sort since two of them look just like my father's brothers. Well, thanks, Teresa, for that correspondence. When I saw mention of the name Prunty, I thought to myself, ah, sure, that's going to be the subject of a letter from Ireland soon. And so, here we are. Pop music, County Down, and the Yorkshire Moors. I must say that the mannered novels of the 19th century, books by Jane Austen, the Bronte sisters, and so on, did seem a world away for me as a teenager. However, I vividly remember watching a pop music show in the 70s and it featured a small girl, all wild, dark hair and very good dance moves. She had a voice on her like none I'd heard before. Her name was Kate Bush and the song was Wuthering Heights. Have you ever heard that enchanting song? I'm sure most of the world has heard of Kate Bush at this point as she turned out to be a real unique talent. She was also, by the way, the daughter of Honora Daly from County Waterford, who was an accomplished Irish dancer. As we say in Ireland, apples don't fall far from the tree. But that's only the start of our Irish connections in the letter today. One of the things I did as a result of hearing Kate Bush's wonderful song was to go back and to read the books by the Bronte sisters, 
Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights. Maybe you've read these books too or seen the adaptations on the screen. Right, let's start with the Irish connection here. Patrick O'Prunty was born to a farming family in the County Down on St. Patrick's Day, 1777. He was a bright young man and won a scholarship to Cambridge in England, where he was eventually ordained as a minister. However, somewhere along the line, he must have felt that his surname of Prunty was working against him, and he decided to change the spelling to Bronte. I guess he didn't realise that this name change would be brought to people's attention hundreds of years later. Following his ordination, Patrick met and married Maria Branwell, and they started a family together and eventually settled in Yorkshire, where he became a curate. They had six children, Maria, Elizabeth, Charlotte, Patrick, Emily and Anne. However, Patrick's wife Maria died at a very young age in 1821 and was followed a few short years later by their daughters Maria and Elizabeth. These terrible losses left Patrick Bronte in charge of a young family of four surviving children. His work as a curate left Charlotte, Emily and Anne Bronte alone quite a lot with their brother and aunt. And many people have guessed how their stories and imagination must have sparked off each other. The Bronte sisters published a book of poems together in 1846 under the pseudonyms of Three Brothers. Sign of the times, I think. However, it was the publication of their novels over the following four years that provided the literary legacy we know today. In 1847 alone, Charlotte published Jane Eyre, Emily published Wuthering Heights and Anne published Agnes Grey. While Jane Eyre was one of the best-selling books of that year, it did take some years for the full output of the sisters to receive the literary recognition that they enjoy today. It's extraordinary to see such talent and fame come from a single household of young sisters. Who knows how much more we would have witnessed from the Bronte sisters had they lived beyond a young age. It's often said that the worst tragedy for a parent is to outlive their children. And so Patrick Pronte, Bronte must have dove deep into his faith by the time he died at a grand old age of 84, having outlived his wife, and all his children by considerable margin. So back to Teresa Burns's letter. I do hope you can feel your connection to this extraordinary literary family, Teresa. Here's to the O'Pruntys of County Down, a small and localised family name. It comes from the Irish meaning bestower of generosity. And I think that the Pruntys' gift to the world through Patrick Bronte has been generous indeed. What do you think yourself? So there we have our two letters from Ireland for today. Well, I'm sure you'll agree with me now that there is more to a surname than meets the eye. Have you enjoyed discovering the surnames and especially the stories hidden behind them? Isn't it fascinating how surnames change over the years? Stay with us as you never know what surprises are in store for you as you travel along with us on the Irish Ancestry Trail. And as we say, there's lots more where that came from. So stay tuned in to the next Letter from Ireland show where we bring you your Irish ancestry and we're going to have a look at what makes us Irish and where, oh where, do the Irish come from. Thanks so much for listening 
And finally, remember again that the show notes for this podcast are available at a letter from Ireland.com forward slash one one three. Just before we go, thanks again for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we invite you to check out our special membership area called The Green Room. You can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. And remember there, green room is all one word. The Green Room is the essential resource for anyone at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. It's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. You get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anyone starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So do come and join us at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Well, that's it for me. And I'll be back next week with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. Look forward to chatting with you then. Slán Karina.